virtual styling, in-home shopping sessions, I'm all about accommodating um, these women because I know these women don't have a lot of time. The problem is lack of time and lack of confidence. So they don't have a lot of time. So I try to make, or I do make my services very um, accommodable, if that's even a word. Um, and as far as confidence goes, I push them out of their comfort zones. I really talk to them, figure out where the root of the problem lies. Um, and I build relationships with these women because these women want to confide in someone and also want to look good. So I kind of merge the two. You're listening to Suck in the Middle podcast, a platform for entrepreneurs, innovators, artists, and movers and shakers of African descent. Hear stories, ideas, experiences, and advice on breaking the mold. This episode is brought to you by our online store. Visit sitmpodcast.com to shop Stuck in the Middle podcast gear. What's good? I'm Flex. My co-host AK is out of town, living his best life on vacation for the second week in a row. Mm-hmm. I ain't mad though. Still got the gang gang in the building. Shout out Ma, shout out Alex. Got a special guest in the building. If I introduce her, I want to remind you this episode is sponsored by Perfect Office Solution. They provide affordable, professional, and flexible office spaces for entrepreneurs in the DMV area. So hit them up. Let them know we sent you. SITM Podcast is the promo. You get 10% off your lease. Shout out to everybody who's taking advantage of that. Hope you enjoy the space. And shout out to Chico. But you know what I'm saying, doing something dope in the DMV area. If you are listening or watching this uh, on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and uh, keep it locked. You know, we got a couch talk popping as well. Hit us up on uh, email, SITMPodcast237 at gmail.com. We want to send questions so we can, you know what I'm saying, take a deep dive in it. Um, got a special guest in the building. Like I said, I'm excited for this, man. Uh, this is this is, this is is something I've been looking forward to. We've had her on the calendar for a minute. Yeah. Uh, she's, uh, she's special. And uh, she's Aww. a personal brand stylist, content creator, and blogger. You might have heard her or know her from Sophisticated Chic brand i'm glad you please said it please right. please yeah so welcome kristen johnson hi everybody yeah welcome, clap welcome. for myself thank yeah, you yeah, thank yeah, you yeah thank you for joining you know saying i'm the excited clapping. i'm excited i want to i want to start like this when you hear uh the quote dress the part what comes to your mind um that's a hard question i i'm a suit kind of girl mm-hmm. um a lot of people when they think of suit they think of stuffy black whatever i love a suit that can really show some personality like bright red pinks that's me um all the way i love color um so just dressing to impress dressing in a way that represents who you are and not in a way that represents who people think you are or who people put you in i guess a a basket to be Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but yeah just representing yourself and really being who you are through what you wear so that's what i'm all about the reason why i ask that because you know saying you're a personal brand stylist Mm -hmm. What's, you know, I want to make the distinction off from the jump between a stylist and a fashion uh, and styling fashion. Yeah. Yeah. So personal styling is a little different from fashion styling. Um, as a personal stylist, I work with people one on one, regular, regular people, mm-hmm. lifestyle, everyday people, which a lot of people forget about. They forget about those people they see on the train or at work or walking to work. Um, so those are the people that I dress um, women who are always speaking in front of different people, women who are giving back to their community, women who who are in their community, influential women who are making a difference. Those are the women that I dress. Um, but then, of course, fashion styling is more so on, I guess, the creative realm. And I'm still a creative, but more so on a corporate level, mm. um, professional level. Um, but fashion styling, I would say, is more so um, creative, editorial, magazines, fashion shows, things like that. So that's how I distinguish the two. And you can put together, too. Yeah, thank you. I try. I'm still learning. When you check her catalog out, man, it's like, you know, you can, you can put together. <laughs> but for those who don't know, who is Kristen mm-hmm. Johnson? 
still trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> but I am a fashion creative, um, and I am. Who am I? Somebody. I'm a woman. I'm a woman, a growing woman who's. She, she's discovering herself right here. I, I really did. <laughs> Still trying to figure out who I am exactly. I know what I want to represent. I know what I want to bring to the table, but figuring out the figuring out, I guess, those people who will accept me for who I am. Um, those people who will accept my business and really understand what I do. I'm very passionate about helping women look their best, um, and also feel their best because sometimes women can look good, but deep down inside, they're ready to give up. So. So I'm just really out here, really trying to help people. I'm, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a people person <laughs> because it's kind of hard, you know, in the, in the field in the business it's that you're very in. hard. Um, I kind of have to force myself to talk to people. I I'm very like an introvert. I'm very to myself. Um, I think I can do everything on my own. I don't ask for help. So me being a business owner, the founder of a business, I kind of have to push myself to be a people person um, and to talk to people. But I low key enjoy it every once in a while. Um, but I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm a woman of my word. I, if I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. It may take me a while, but I'm gonna do it. Um, and I'm a hard worker. Um, you know, I'm all about entrepreneurship. So everything as far as like people quitting their jobs, I'm all for it, mm. <laughs> but I'm also all for you. Okay. Quitting your job and still working towards something. You can't just sit around and expect things to come to you. So that, I guess that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, we go, we gonna get into that, you know. So as far as your story and the job and the everything, place. it's a dope story. I want I want to get to know more about it. But you got this thing popping, sophisticated chic brand LLC. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When did that jump off for you? So I've been doing styling for about six years. Mm. Didn't realize I wanted to help women until 2018. Last year, I got my LLC in September of 2017. So I guess you can say I've only really been in business for about three years now. Um, but dope, I've always been into fashion, always been, I've loved putting looks together as far as for myself. I never thought I could ever do it for anyone else. Um, when I was in school, I studied business, ma business management and entrepreneurship. What um, school was this? North Carolina a and in Greensboro, HBCU life. Shout out. Um, so I love that school. It's expensive, still paying back the loans, but that's a whole nother podcast episode. Facts. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much who I am, where I came from. I did not study styling. Um, styling is just something that came natural for me. Um, and I'm still learning, still trying to figure things out. When, when did you, you know what I'm saying, like, you know you had that passion for, you said it came natural. When was that, you know, something that you wanted to do? Elementary school. I, what did you study? In high school? In, in college. Oh, in co I'm sorry. College, yes. Business management mm -hmm. and entrepreneurship. I guess um, you're still using that still. Yeah. And I'm thankful that I decided to study that. Um it was, it kind of taught me about the LLCs and marketing and things like that. Even though half that stuff, I cannot even remember right now. So <laughs> it kind of sucks. But um, now that I'm in my own business, it pushes me to do more research and kind of uh, refresh my memory about some of the things that I did learn in school. Um, but yeah, I've always been into fashion, always loved putting looks together since elementary school. I mm -hmm. know up until a certain age, my mother would pick out my clothes and I'll be like, why did she pick this? Oh, like, I do not want to wear this. <laughs> like what? And then I think when I turned, I think I was in the third grade. So how old were we in third grade? I don't even Seven? know. I'm, I'm from Cameroon. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think straight. But when I was in third grade, she's like, okay, I'll let you pick out your clothes. I'm like, oh, my God. So mm -hmm. I literally will wear, like, the same outfits every week because those are my favorite mm -hmm. outfits. Um, I only like some of my clothes, not all of them, because my mother was shopping for me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, ever since I was younger, I've always been into fashion. Never thought I would actually bring it 
into like or turn it into an actual business. Something you can secure the bag on. Yeah, and a lot of people say like, "How are you making money styling? Like, how are you doing it?" I had how this are one, you doing it? <laughs> I'm still figuring it out, but just you know, coming up with systems, strategies, procedures, a process. I actually just like concealed like a really good process for my business earlier this week or maybe last week. Wow. A step by step, four step process. Every step people are paying me money every step because there were some steps um like a consultation i used to do for free i used mm. to do 30 minute consultations for free that's over wild. the phone that's insane wasting time i mean of course i was connecting with people but i wasn't getting paid mm -hmm. so wasting time um with people people that weren't even my ideal client um people who i thought i would move forward with who would allow me to style them and i'd follow up four or five times never hear back from them so a waste of time so i added strategies put systems in place and currently they're working but i know as a small business owner you have to like you're all constantly updating your processes mm -hmm. so it may change but as of now this is working for me but like i said i had people other stylists tell me like you're not gonna make money in styling like it's only so much money you can make nah like i'm making money look at she on stuck in the middle and y'all yeah, can you know like, what i'm saying like no i'm making take this that. work <laughs> i'm making this work i love it who who then is the ideal sophisticated shit brands you know client like what services do you offer and what what problem are you seeking to solve Yes. So first question, who is my ideal client? So influential women in business who are constantly making an impact in their communities. Why only women? Oh, we need to put together too. You know what I'm saying? I like guys. I actually used to work for Trunk Club. It's a styling service that started as um, for men and then transitioned into both men and women. Mm -hmm. I learned that, you know, guys are easy um, mm -hmm. and I like a challenge. So <laughs> I feel like y'all could figure it out on y'all own. Y'all got the money, <laughs> you know, but I... I would prefer to help a woman, and I love guys. I, I can definitely style guys, but I would prefer to help women because they think they know everything, and they don't. We hey. think we know everything, and we don't. And I could teach y'all a few things. So that's I like why. that confidence. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm working on that too. Thank God I'm working on that. <laughs> yeah. um, but influential women in business who are constantly making an impact in their communities through their voice, philanthropy, and hard work. So women who give back to their communities, women who are in their communities actually working, that mm. they care. They care about who they work for. They care about what they're doing. Um, and they have a passion for whatever they're doing as well. So like-minded to me. Um, and... It was two other questions. Oh, um, what services, services do you, do you offer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I offer a variety of services, virtual styling, in-home shopping sessions. I'm all about accommodating um, these women because I know these women don't have a lot of time. The problem is lack of time and lack of confidence. So they don't have a lot of time. So I try to make or I do make my services very um, accommodable, if mm -hmm. that's even a word. Um, and as far as confidence goes, I push them out of their comfort zones. I really talk to them, figure out where the root of the problem lies. Um, and I built relationships with these women because these women want to confide in someone and also want to look good. So I kind of merged the two. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I specialize, I should say this too. I specialize in branding shoots. So those professional images that you see on websites, social media, marketing materials, that's what I do. So I partner with different photographers that mm -hmm. I work with and we create that professional, you know, image for these women to showcase themselves. Very, 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 very mm -hmm. essential. And you yes. are killing it. When she walked in this joint, she was on the phone. Like, boom, boom. I was like, hey. I did not mean to be on the phone. <laughs> no, no, no. You like, cool. I'm so I'm, no, no, you cool. I was like, I was I was impressed. She was handling business. I'm like, all right, we got a, we got a podcast to do now. Right, you know? so right. I was like, no, I'm kidding. But for perspective, though, who out here is doing this? In other words, you know, who do you look up to? Who are your role models? Who are the people hmm. that people is like, oh, okay, this is what she does. This, it makes sense now. 
Yeah, so, I mean, ironically, I don't look up to a lot of stylists. Mm. I look up to a lot of other women who, well, I'm not a serial entrepreneur, but I want to be. But I look up to other women who are serial entrepreneurs, who have multiple businesses, who have kids, who have families, and they don't let that be a crutch for, you know, why they can't do something or why they can't make a deadline or things like that. These women, like the Ronnie Browns, the Jessica Williamses, the, um, she's from Baltimore, Ronnie Browns from D.C., all of those women I look up to because they have they're really doing the damn thing mm-hmm. and they're black they have had their struggles they have had their challenges and they still are going through it but Shut they're up, still yeah. pushing forward like nothing is stopping them so and that's the same for me nothing is stopping me and it's crazy because i always ask myself like why am i still doing this but i really love like doing what i do and it wasn't always like that it just recently uh transitioned into being like that i didn't i love styling but then when i reached like different points in my life where I wasn't making money or, you know, people turned me down or they said they didn't like the way I styled. I took a step back. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Mm. But then when I, you know, took a step back, people will constantly reach out to me like, Hey, I want you to style me or, Hey, I know this client who might need your help. I'm like, okay, God, you telling me that I should be doing this. Yeah, so I'm going to yeah. keep going. Hey. You know, I'm going to keep going. Shout out to a luau. <laughs> yes. So listen for, you know, I want I want to ask this. Why does appearance matter as far as like you know, clothes and things like that? You know, like you know, my jump question: look the part. Why Why does it really matter what I look like if I'm an entrepreneur or a woman? Yeah, I mean, appearance is everything. Um, and not to sound so judgmental, but I mean, we're all about judging people. I know as soon as I walk in, I look at everybody what they're wearing, we do and it, yeah. of course, I'm not gonna. I, I look, always think bad. You look cool. Hey, thank you. Thank you. You look cool. <laughs> But I'm some light, some light. Right, right, right. But no, I mean, I don't, I feel like I don't judge people, but a lot of people do. Um, and sometimes they do it unintentionally, you know, they don't really mean to do that. But when you look at someone, you look at their full outfit and it kind of, um, you kind of judge a book by its cover. You assume that certain people are of a certain caliber by the mm-hmm. way that they're dressed. So I think it's important to always look your best, especially if you're a business owner because you're representing your business. Duh. Like you want people to feel, you know, secure. Like if you walk into somewhere with a suit, shiny shoes, your hair's done, your nails are done, all of that, I want to work with you. But if you walk in, you know, a business meeting and you have sweats and not to pick on homeboy over here but a dude rag i don't want to work with him like who is that <laughs> who is that so i mean hey, that's my man alex yeah man. i love the purple though like that's real nice but i mean it it's all about your appearance but a lot of people think that's just the only thing like okay you can look nice but you still have to have a brand and a business that reflects that like people come out here and they have a thousand followers they have nice images they have you know the louis bags and all of that stuff and then you Email them to work with them and they don't respond. Or you call them to inquire and they're rude. It's like, okay, that don't add up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I try to, I try my best to kind of coincide those two things, your brand and your, the way you look, your appearance. They're all one thing to me because how can you look a certain way and then your business acts of another way? It doesn't work. And I wear no sweats around Christian. Yeah. <laughs> you can like, wear a sweat, y'all. Y'all no, wear sweats. Kidding, kidding. What do you say, though, to, you know, something like the the Mark Zuckerberg's? I know they're grand, they're big, you know, they didn't establish, but, you know, he's made a, 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 a brand of, you know, the, the gray shirt and, mm-hmm. you know, tennis shoes. What do you say to people like that who, you know, <laughs> who just brand like that, you know, just like, hey, I want to keep it, you know, low key? Yeah, I mean, he's consistent. So, and he's also been in the game for years. He has Bags, the resume. Mm-hmm. So he can do that. 
you know, I feel like. And he's a guy. I feel like being a woman is a totally different, not to pull the uh, the gender card or anything, but as a woman, as a black woman, we have to work 10 times harder. So we have to look nice. We have to have on a suit, even though everybody else is in sweats. We got to speak up, even though everybody else is being quiet, because we have to be known for what we do. We have to like, you know, not be afraid to step out, but also know what we're talking about, too. We can't just That's be key. like saying anything, you know, and look in any way. We have to represent who we are. Mm-hmm. Like today at um, the Sisternomics event, shout out to the National Women's Association of 100 Black Women. Shout out to them, the D.C. chapter. They had their first event today. I went by myself. I was a little nervous, but I knew that I had to leave early to come and meet you guys. Thank you. So one of the um, the last workshops that started at maybe 1130. I knew I had to leave at 1230, um, but it didn't actually get started till 12. So I took it upon myself as a black, confident woman that I am. And went up to the panelists before that portion started and introduced myself. Nobody else did that. Nobody else thought to do that. But I did that because one, I knew I had to leave early. And two, if I wouldn't have done that, I probably would have never got their information. Mm-hmm. So we have to go the extra mile. We have to push ourselves even harder because we are who we are. And there's nothing we can do about it. But I mean, it helps me like, okay, if I got to do something extra, that's fine. As long as it gets me in a room with the right people. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with that. Mm, man, listen. That's a perfect segue <laughs> to my next question. You know, some people, a lot of people, you know, start business broke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't really got the cash or the capital to, uh, you know, all I got right now is just invest in the business. I don't mm-hmm. really got a lot to, you know, put in, you know, how I look. So what do you, how do you cater to those clients or people? Okay, so. Because entrepreneurship I, is, yeah, it's hard, <laughs> it's hot out here. So, so to start off, I don't have all this money either. Um, I left my job last August, August 15th, 2018 was my last day at my retail job. Um, I didn't plan it. I left because I felt like it. They were getting on my nerves and that's not a good reason, but they were getting on my nerves and they weren't giving me the, the, the days off that I've requested off. Mind you, I haven't requested off. Any she said, yeah, give me days off. I'm <laughs> so I'm like, I deserve my days off. They didn't give it to me. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna just leave. But, um, Sheesh. you know, I've haven't been full-time entrepreneur for that long. So I'm still trying to figure things out, still trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. But, um, I said all of that to say what? I'm still broke. (laughs) So I still live at home. Um, I'm still having my parents help me with certain things. I'm still learning on how I can finance my business because as black families, we don't always fully prepare for um, generational wealth. Um, You know, we don't invest in self, invest in ourselves like we should because it's a, it's a snowball effect. Our parents didn't, their parents didn't, their parents didn't. Um, so it's like, we don't really have anything to pull from anything to grow from. So I'm learning how to like, uh, apply for grants and I'm learning how to like go to banks and ask for loans. Hopefully not. But I mean, if I need to, I will, but just learning how to like leverage what I have now, Mm -hmm. um, shopping at thrift stores when I need to, you know, asking people for money to sponsor when I need to, um, and just using that money to invest back into my business. So just trying to be smart about it. Um, and as far as those people who do want my help that can't afford my services, I'm learning now that everybody's not going to be my client. So my particular client is someone who can afford my services. So there was a point in time where I was working and servicing people who couldn't technically afford my services. Mm-hmm. I was lowering, lowering my rate, you know, giving them discounts and things. But at that point in time, those types of clients are clients that give you the most headache or work you to the bone. Mm. It's like, you're not even paying me that much and you want me to do what? That's <laughs> way more than what I promised you. Thanks. So you got to be careful with who you work with. Um, 
And sorry to say for those people who can't afford my services, I mean, I personally feel like my services are cheap. So <laughs> if you can't afford them, that's, you know, that's a whole different story. But I try to only service people who can afford them. Um, of course, I give back when I can. So, you know, I'll do free speaking engagements or, you know, free workshops for kids or um, the homeless or things like that. Like I'll pick my I'll pick what I want to do um, as far as like complimentary things but i don't give stuff away for free i try not to don't do it <laughs> but i do you know help women who can't afford i still i'm gonna still give you feedback and like help you as much as i can up until a certain extent i can't give you everything mm -hmm. so appreciate you coming here for free yes yes we don't pay any guests don't <laughs> no, think I don't blame you pay. Like this is a conversation <laughs> yeah so. man you just glossed over you know that part about quitting a job a lot of people are stuck you know between mm -hmm. the full time and the hustle um yeah. stuck in the middle you know we focus on you know Uh, entrepreneurs from African descent mm -hmm. who have, you know, the, the minds back home. You know, the, the, this, the idea of being stuck in the middle, you can put it in different uh, categories. But what was that decision like? Speak to the person who is there right now mm -hmm. for you and they grind to get you to where you are right now. So I feel like entrepreneurship is trendy right now and everybody just wants to leave because everybody else is doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like my generation, I was born in 94. So I think the generation that I'm in, the highest the highest age is i think 35 if i'm not mistaken so between the age of like maybe like 18 and 35 is that generation that we're in right now and i feel like we're kind of stuck in the middle because the people that are or the kids that are coming up now all they had was technology mm -hmm. all they have is the internet all they have is whatever and then the people in front of us our parents they ain't have none of that they just catching on and us we had both so it's like what are we supposed to do it's like do we listen to our parents and stay at our jobs or do we listen to the kids coming up behind us like i'm gonna quit and i'm gonna own my own business like we're literally stuck in the middle Thanks. like i was thinking about that earlier like how what can i talk about that like i was definitely hesitant on leaving my job i didn't plan i didn't have all this money saved up um but with my mentality of just my love for entrepreneurship and my work ethic and me knowing that I know what I'm doing or knowing what I want to do pushed me to leave. Um, and a lot of people don't have that, that motivation and it's perfectly fine. If you're not ready to leave your job, don't leave. Like a lot of these people or a lot of people our age, I'm 25. They have these amazing jobs that have benefits, 401k, all that stuff. And they're getting paid like $80,000 a year and up. I was never making that much money. I was working in retail. The job, like the the biggest or the most expensive job that paid me the most, I guess, that I had was uh, a stylish job for a trunk club. And that only lasted for eight months. I wasn't making that much money there and it was commission. So it's like, I've never had like a, I guess a real nine to five. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really experienced that yet. So I, I guess I don't really know what I'm missing, but also I've had multiple types of jobs and I was never there for more than three years because I got bored. <laughs> That's just my mentality. Everybody's different. Nobody told me to leave my job. I wasn't looking at everybody else like, oh, I want to leave my job because she left her job. I chose to, but I'm also putting in the work to make this thing work. A lot of people feel like they can leave their jobs and not do anything and just expect people to come to them. A lot of people leave their jobs and they don't even have a business idea even thought of. Like y'all have to prepare yourself a little bit. Like you can't just up and leave. I mean, you could do whatever you want to do. God will lead you, but he can only do but so much. Like, I mean, he can do everything. 
I'm, don't get me wrong. But nah, don't be doing some stupid <laughs> stuff thinking God going to bail you exactly, out. Exactly, <laughs> but people are doing dumb stuff. Like, okay, I'm not going to tell you to leave your job if you don't have a business idea. Like, that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But if you have a business, you have everything laid out, you know what you want to do, you, you at least have some type of plan. Go by all means, leave your job, you know. And it's a, you know, it's a struggle. I said to coach you off, you know, just, no, you know, my, my next question. It's a struggle, entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um, you wrote in one of your blog posts titled Time you for a Change. <laughs> I do my research. <laughs> Don't come saying that. You read my book. Okay. I, you know, I spent a, saying, this, 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 I, I almost said that creep stuff I've been saying. I spent a week with you just researching. Oh, uh, no, that's important. It's important you know who you're interviewing, you know what I mean? But you said in, in that joint, in uh, Time for a Change, in one of your blog posts, go check it out on her website, sophisticatedchicbrand, I, I believe, mm-hmm. .com, yes. that you felt stuck and everybody else around you was moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Speak about that time in your life and how you prepare yourself. To move yeah, forward. so, I mean, I went to HBCU, graduated in four and a half years. Um, I had to stay an extra semester longer because just some other financial things and I feel like some HBCUs, HBCUs set you up for failure, but it's a little bit of our fault too, but that's a whole nother podcast. But, um, (laughs) I left school and everybody that I went to school with for the most part were in organizations. They were very, um, acclimated to, um, just being in everything out and about really giving back to their communities and really making a difference on campus. All of those people, they graduated with full-time jobs, you know, making all this money from Microsoft, um, all, all those other amazing jobs. Like they had those jobs and I didn't. And I'm like, we had the same classes. We graduated in the same year and how you get a job. And I like, I'm just sitting here. I mean, I had a job, but it didn't last long. It was eight minutes. I mean, eight months. <laughs> it felt like eight minutes, mm-hmm. eight months. Like I said, so I'm like, dang. And they let me go. It was a sales based job. We had rigorous sales goals that we had to meet every month. Mm. And it was one month. I did not reach them. And they let me go. I cried my eyes out because I'm like, this is my first full time job. And y'all are letting me go. Like, because I didn't make enough money for y'all. That's why y'all letting me go. Mm-hmm. Literally, you can count the black people there on your hand. It was barely any black people there, but I was doing what I loved. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick it out. I was commuting from DC to Baltimore, like, or from Baltimore to DC every morning. I left my house maybe at five, earlier than five, probably five o'clock. Didn't get home till like six, almost seven because of the commute. I was working my butt off thinking I was doing something and y'all going up and fire me. So it's like watching everybody who I graduated with have full-time jobs. And then me, I just, I'm losing my job, you know, and I'm really in my mind and I'm working, (laughs) like I'm working and I'm tired and y'all are just going to like fire me like this. Like what? So that's where the point in time where to answer your question, that's where I felt like, dang. So, I mean, I've had multiple jobs after that, that I loved up until a certain extent until I got bored. Then I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Mm. I think I want to work for myself. What I've some, learned so much from all of those jobs, though. Yeah. What are some of the joys of being an entrepreneur, of, you know, owning this baby, a sophisticated, chic brand? Yeah. So creating like something that just creating something, that's a joy, like creating something that people will love and that people will eventually want to invest in. Like, I can't believe I can make somebody pay me to do what I like to do. Like, it's still like, it's crazy in my mind, like, dang. But like, just learning how to maneuver in the world as an entrepreneur is, is just ridiculous. It's a learning experience within itself. And it's not going to be easy. It still isn't easy. 
Um, but it's just, to me, it's fun. Like, all right, that didn't work. Now I'm mad. Now I'm over it. Now I need to figure out what my next steps are. Like, it's just a process. It's an emotional process, um, that we have to go through. And it's sometimes takes a toll on your body. Like a lot of us don't know about self-care. Uh, they, in this yeah, generation, how, how do you, how do you, uh, you know, prevent against burnout? Yeah. Yeah. In this generation, everybody thinks you need to keep grinding, keep grinding. I go to sleep. <laughs> Um, the latest I stay up is like two and that's not even like an everyday thing. I make sure I go to bed at least by 12 at the latest, that's sometimes late, late. almost one. And I'll wake up at like seven thirty, like barely opening my eyes, wanting to cry, but I wake up and you know, I say my prayers. I actually have a routine. So I wake up, read my devotional, write in my journal, um, brush my teeth, do whatever I got to do. And then I start working. Or I'll go to the gym and then I come home and start working. So it's important to have like a routine, mm-hmm. like it's a nine to five. You know, I treat my job like it's a nine to five. Sometimes I'll have my availability, excuse me, all the way up until 630. But I choose to do that. So, I mean, that's one thing that I love. I'm able to make my own schedule Thanks. for the most part. But in the beginning, you kind of have to like be open to things because you need the money and you need the experience. So, yeah. What are some life lessons that shape the person that you are today? <laughs> life lessons um so one of them is that you cannot do everything on your own and you need help you need people to help you um but you, you need the earlier, right you're people not a, you're not a naturally you not know. a people person mm-hmm. but naturally but i force myself to be and i pray to god that he makes me a people person because i have to be um but yeah like i do not like people like that because a lot of people they get on your nerves you know they don't do what you ask them to do you they don't you know you have to hold them accountable to do a task and they don't complete it that's like terrible because this is your business this is your baby and they don't care as much as you do Mm -hmm. um so just learning like who to trust who to work with um doing your research like you did and figuring out who these people are that either want to work with you or that you want to work with and make sure that they align with what you're trying to do because everybody's not your client everybody's not somebody that you should be working with so you just have to figure that out on your own um and that was definitely a lesson that i learned Mm. um any other lessons um save your money yeah i was Um, gonna ask you how do you pay yourself (laughs) but you know i'm not gonna dig in your bag i'm just gonna ask what's your what's your 50 30 20 rule still trying to figure that out (laughs) i actually do not pay myself just yet but Mm -hmm. i did invest in a business coach to kind of teach me like okay so she actually taught me a shameless plug she actually taught me that you know you can give yourself 10 percent every month so she's actually an employee of her business i'm like i didn't know you can be that something that you learn every day right so she said that she filled out a w-2 you know as an employee and she says that she pay, ooh, sorry she says that she pays herself once a month 10% of her full income or however often you want to pay yourself so now i think i want to do that if you made $50 in may you pay yourself $5 like as simple as that it's not a lot but you're getting in the habit of paying yourself mm-hmm. so i'm definitely starting that soon um so that i can actually pay myself and you know make sure that i'm paying myself the right amount and things like that it's a lot to think about though so it's kind of scary yeah 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 <laughs> what do you see sophisticated uh, retainer clients who come back to me consistently and constantly um, so that I'm actually able to live off this um, and not just say that I'm a business owner um, and five years I want to have a location so I want to have an office space 
um, where I can actually meet my clients there. I can house inventory so that I can dress them um, and get, their get them prepared for the events that they have or speaking engagements or whatever they have coming up. I want to be able to offer them everything. Uh, maybe even have like a photo shoot section there where I can take their pictures there. I just thought of that. I never even thought of that. Mm. But that's a good idea. I have a studio, you know, in there as well um, so that I can do what I do for them and then have them just, you know, come mm. and I can be a one-stop shop. Mm. So that would be awesome. But man, you can I come back and update us, man. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah, listen, we have come to a part of this podcast. Yeah, I appreciate you, you know what I'm saying, like coming through first of all. But we have come yeah. to this part. I don't know if you're ready for this. It's called rapid fire questions. Okay. Well, I would try my best to read these questions. There are eight of them fast as I can, and you're going to answer them in one word. You ready? Okay. You ready? I think so. All right, favorite clothes for a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite clothes for a picture? Yeah. Um, Theory. That's a nice brand, designer brand. So I guess Theory. Uh, show teeth when you smile for a picture or no teeth? Show teeth. Your favorite thing in your closet right now? Blazer. My red blazer. If you weren't in the styling industry, what would it be? An event planner. Any tattoos? No, not yet. What exact, what actress would you have star in the movie about your life? Everybody says I look like that girl off of um, Lincoln Heights. I don't even know her role. I think it's like Ryan or something. I forgot that. She's Ryan. she's not that big of a celebrity, but she's cute. So I guess her. All right. <laughs> Best gift you've ever received? An Apple Watch. Hey, shout out to whoever got you that junk. <laughs> My favorite, parents. <laughs> favorite Bible quote or Bible verse? <sighs> I'm still trying to memorize the Bible. Oh, but there's the one. Whole not the whole thing. Oh, okay, but right. so I can quote stuff to people as I see fit. Um, but. I don't even know the verse, but it's basically saying, do not look at what's happening currently and use that to kind of, I guess, talk about your future. Basically saying first that. First Corinthians 4. Maybe. Yep. What is it? Can you cite it? I can. I just okay. know it's first Corinthians 4. Basically talking about, you know, your life may look a certain way now, but you never know what's going to look can like happen. tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. You yep. never know. Hey, listen, man, we have had the pleasure <laughs> of speaking with Kristen Johnson. Yes. She is the CEO, founder of Sophisticated Chic Brand, a personal brand stylist, content creator, and blogger. Appreciate you coming through, kicking Thank it with you. us, yo. Thank you. This, this has been fun. fun. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, if you enjoyed what you listened or watched, hit that subscribe button. We are a weekly podcast. Uh, we host conversations with entrepreneurs, you know, who are from the African descent, just about the struggles and everything that they got going through. And uh, also, Couch Talk is popping, man. Subscribe to YouTube. Again, this episode has been sponsored by Perfect Office Solution, provided affordable professional, affordable professional flexible office space with dmv entrepreneurs so hit them up let them know we'll send you get 10 percent off views sit and podcast that's the promo code appreciate you coming to christian johnson you. shout out to ak uh come back in one piece don't do too much turn up <laughs> and uh we will see you next week thank you so much Bye. hey the stuck in the middle podcast we out thank you for listening to this week's episode of stuck in the middle podcast you can email us at stuckinthemiddle237 at gmail.com. Stay connected with us on social media at SITM Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and SoundCloud. And visit us on the web at sitmpodcast.com. <laughs>